Welcome to Healthcare Beat, a healthcare podcast brought to you by Seifarth Shaw's cross-disciplinary healthcare team. Each beat will focus on key industry trends and the latest developments while identifying practical takeaways for those in this space. This episode is the latest in our special series focusing on what we can expect in the healthcare industry during the Biden administration. Today's episode focuses on fraud and abuse, Stark, and the anti-kickback statute. I'm Adam Lawton, partner in Seifert's corporate department and host of Healthcare Beat. Let's jump in. My guest today is Chris DeMeo. He's also a partner in Seifert's corporate department in our Houston office and a specialist in healthcare. So, Chris, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard some things about changes that were made to the Stark and anti-kickback statute regulations that came out late last year. Can you tell us a little about what was in those new rules and what effect we can expect them to have? Yeah, sure. And thanks for having me on. The new regulations that came out at the end of last year, they became effective uh, in January of this year. And the, the big picture is they have you know, two main points of focus. Uh, the first looking toward the future and uh, an attempt to transform healthcare delivery from a fee-for-service model where incentive, the financial incentive has been to uh, do more procedures, order more tests, et cetera, to a value-based model where you get financially incented for better outcomes, for care coordination, and for patient engagement. And so along those lines, what the regulations did is they broke down a lot of barriers or perceived barriers to healthcare providers coming together and utilizing new technologies like digital health, uh, electronic, electronic medical records, et cetera, and it essentially invited the, the industry to uh, move forward and um, without the specter of a fraud and abuse prosecution looming. The second major part of the regulations dealt with the here and now, and again, breaking down what are actual or perceived barriers to general operations, things where the, the existing regulations were unclear or they were too onerous or impossible to follow. So things like the concept of fair market value was redefined. The idea of paying somebody based on the volume or value of their referrals, that was redefined. New guidance came from the Office of Inspector General about how to work with independent contractors. And so a general theme of relaxing regulatory burdens, but one looking forward and one focusing on the here and now. Now, Chris, as we turn to the Biden administration, um, those regulations that we just discussed uh, were obviously put in place uh, in the waning months of the Trump administration. Do we have any early signals of what the Biden administration might be thinking about in terms of new rules or regulations? Well, interestingly, the first thing that the Biden administration did is they put a freeze on all of the pending uh, regulations, which impacted both the anti-kickback statute and the Stark law for 60 days while the Office of Management and Budget reviewed them. Not necessarily unusual, but given the, the political climate that we're in, it did make news. Neither the Stark regulations nor the anti-kickback statute regulations were affected in any way, but it did signal that we do have a new administration and they're looking differently at the regulatory landscape. On the heels of that, President Biden announced his regulatory approach that uh, agencies are to consider regulations that promote the public interest. And so shifting from a 
a cost benefit analysis that is the cost of this regulation going to outweigh its benefit more to a focus of how can we benefit the public and that can take many forms one is protecting the public trust uh that being the medicare fund and, and medicaid funds uh, another way that could be expressed is in consumer protection whereas protecting individuals from fraudulent treatment abusive treatment uh, at the same time as protecting the monetary side of things and then along with those two things um, of course COVID 19 enforcement uh, is going to be huge and that's been kind of the the tip of the spear for everything this administration has done in the healthcare field one thing every new administration brings are you know, new personalities, uh, new folks in the executive branch uh, that are running these agencies. Do the people that President Biden has chosen to run any of the major agencies give us any additional insight into what they might be planning? Yes. President Biden appointed uh, Javier Becerra, the former attorney general for the state of California, uh, who was approved by the Senate to be the head of the Department of Health and Human Services which is the umbrella organization for the Center for Medicaid and uh, Medicare and Medicaid Services, which administers the Medicare program for the Office for Civil Rights, which administers HIPAA. Javier Becerra is now the HHS secretary. The key there is he's a lawyer, which um, sends a signal in and of itself that there could very well be a, a bigger focus on enforcement. Uh, in, in prior years, there had been a, an ebbing of enforcement with certain things as prosecutorial discretion, with sub-regulatory guidance, and with other measures such as the, the, the regulatory changes that we discussed at the top of the program. So nominating uh, Sarah you know, signals a shift of a, a little bit more vigorous enforcement, and, and his record in California generally was enforcement heavy, going against providers for actual perceived fraud against the system and uh, protecting consumers in that regard. So I think that those uh, factors are going to uh, weigh heavily in, in enforcement moving forward under this administration. And so you mentioned also towards the beginning when we were talking about the rules that came out late last year, this idea that those rules are really aimed at changing the overall delivery system. And how do we expect that either those rules or rules that might be coming are going to transform the overall healthcare system and the delivery of healthcare services? Well, the, the trend, I believe, is going to be more towards a care coordination and patient engagement and focusing on a health for a general population as opposed to individual healthcare. And so where, from a regulatory standpoint, the ball was set in motion with these regulations that eased regulatory burdens. I think that trend is going to continue. I think where the administrations find common ground is in promoting transparency, both in cost and delivery of healthcare, and in controlling prices, particularly pharmaceutical and drug prices. And so I think that that trend is going to continue. I think there is going to be a, a huge emphasis on, on digital health. Again, another area of common ground. You know, President Biden was vice president under President Obama, who uh, issued a incentive for electronic healthcare records, uh, EHR, and in providing financial incentives for meaningful use, which had mixed results depending on on who you talk to. And so, I don't see a, a a revamping of 
paying people to adopt digital health care, but I think in, in payment regulations and in perhaps reducing institutional care payments in favor of incenting people to meet patients where they are and provide digital health care is how this administration is going to do so. So not so much of getting out of the way of the industry, which is which was kind of the, the theme under the, the prior administration, but making former practices economically not viable in order to embrace new digital and patient engagement delivery methods. Thanks, Chris. If if you had to sum up the various things that we've talked about and identify some major takeaways from this episode for healthcare providers, what would you say are those big ticket items? Well, and and and, and before the, before the takeaways, one thing to keep in mind also is that the Affordable Care Act is is going to be back, and if the administration has anything to say about it, better than ever. So that that government oversight of of healthcare. Is, is is going to be a, a running undercurrent as well. And based on, on that and what we talked about, the, the, the takeaways are the federal government is going to be taking a more active role in trying to change the way healthcare is delivered. But rather than issuing regulations that reduce regulatory barriers, this uh, administration is likely going to be more prescriptive as in, in incenting a movement toward a less institutionalized, less fee-for-service model. I think COVID-19 uh, enforcement is going to be primary focus of, of fraud and abuse moving forward. Um, there was uh, billions pumped into the system. The the and healthcare providers saw a, a significant part of that. How that money was used and how those providers are moving forward in their patient care is is going to be under the microscope, and especially in the long term care industry. And so, moving forward, along with the, uh, the encouragement of patient engagement, I think providers should review their, their, their current policies, the practices that they've gotten into during the pandemic, make sure that they are meeting the, the intent of the money that they received and the waivers that were issued as part of the, the federal response to the pandemic. And then as a second point, reviewing their modalities of treatment to uh, find ways to engage their patients to make sure that those ways, whether it be through telehealth or through some other uh, means are, are safe and secure as far as information privacy goes are transparent and, and provide a high level of care. I'd like to thank Chris DeMeo for participating in today's episode and thank you for joining us for another edition of SciFarth's Healthcare Beat podcast, bringing you the latest developments and pressing issues in healthcare. So you'll never miss an episode, be sure to visit SciFarth.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We look forward to having you with us again soon.